Welcome back to another episode of the Exist Magazine podcast. Exist is dedicated to bringing you unexpected Midwest culture and lifestyle. And during this pandemic, I'm putting out episodes every Monday featuring a creative from the Midwest region. And on episode 16, I reach out to a longtime friend and wake skater, Bobby Sutherland. Bobby has been all over the world wakeboarding and wake skating and aims to bring this culture closer together and helping everyone he can along the way. From his own backyard cable park to parks in Australia, Bobby is passionate about making friends and spreading love in the name of the sport. You can follow Bobby and The Spills on Instagram at The Spills to check out all the great things he's doing for the sport of wake skating and wakeboarding. Thanks again for listening to the Exist Magazine podcast, and please take a moment to rate and review and comment on whichever platform you're listening on. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit ExistMagazine.com for even more unexpected Midwest culture and lifestyle. Thanks again so much, and enjoy episode 16 with Bobby Sutherland. All right, welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Exist Magazine, and on this episode, I am here today with my good friend, Bobby Sutherland. Say hi, Bobby. Howdy, howdy. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's an interesting time uh, to be alive, I guess. Yeah, this is uh, another COVID episode where we are uh, podcasting from separate locations. Bobby's at his house, I'm at mine, and uh, this, yeah, this this online uh, little website that i found uh to record all this stuff is working great i've done uh what three episodes so far during the the lockdown and i'm trying to do one every monday release one every monday nice yeah, yeah. i like this yeah thank you yeah thanks for taking the time you are a busy man doing uh your day-to-day uh stuff with uh let's or who, who are you with now because you, you you seem to uh kind of bounce from yeah i kind of wear a lot of hats um so as far as work goes i work uh basically as a freelance videographer i work for the st louis cardinals uh the st louis blues um i work for another company called clancy uh staging they're just basically a a a hiring company for like the the dome that do some battle hawks stuff there when the xfl was around which is now canceled um, oh, like but that's just kind of my main gig. Uh, so, real quick, is is uh, in, is the uh, XFL like canceled completely? Like, I heard they like filed bankruptcy, or is it just for the season? Yeah, they're done. Uh, which is wow. interesting because the uh, the first time the XFL came around, I think it was nine eleven, and they yeah. were kind of forced to, um, you know, shut down or you know whatever wow. because of that. So two kind of crazy worldly events have yeah the gods do not want <laughs> extreme football Vince McMahon to succeed i guess <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's right he is behind all that yeah man that's 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 so crazy and it was got fun the... though you know because like the with st louis and the rams leaving it was cool to see football back yeah and, absolutely uh, the fans went crazy for it but uh yeah it's unfortunate uh, that, it, that it's no longer a thing but eh, it is what it is yeah and you got, um, you know, you're a, a busy man doing that, but also you, you're an avid wakeboarder and have yeah. a wakeboard park in your backyard that you call the spills. Tell us a little bit about that, Bobby. 
Yeah, I would actually call myself a wake skater, <laughs> to be specific. Um, so you don't put the bindings wake... on anymore? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. I haven't in a long time. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really strapped to my board. I wear, like, tennis shoes on a grip tape board. Uh, the Spills is awesome. It's a backyard dream park of mine. Uh, it's basically a two-level pond, so it spills from an upper pond to a lower pond. And then has a bunch of different ramps, <coughs> excuse me, ramps and rails in it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And for those who may not be familiar with wakeboarding, why don't you uh, give a little bit of detail into that? Yeah, I guess wakeboarding is kind of like snowboarding behind a boat, so you're standing sideways instead of you know forward like you would on two skis. Um, and then you use uh, typically you use the boat's wake to do tricks. Uh, but then now there's kind of a new couple new disciplines. One of those is uh, park riding where we put ramps and rails in the water and kind of do more of like a, a skate park on the water type kind of deal and then now there's uh winching is getting to be pretty popular which is kind of uh taking it to the streets if you will and people are hitting different creeks and uh different crazy rail setups that they find in the, in the city or parks or what have you and mm-hmm. and that's kind of creating a, a whole new discipline out there of, of riders in its own in its own category yeah, and I've known Bobby for a while, and we have definitely been uh, experimenting with some winching back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, <laughs> we were kind of ahead of our time, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I've been hanging out at Valdosta in Georgia a lot lately, and I'm actually getting ready to take off back there. And those guys are pretty heavy into like grass lighting, and and Kyle uh, back in the day was doing that in Newtown and and at the Arch. Uh, on federal state ground, <laughs> or, sorry, federal, federal, ground, federal state ground. What was that? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so uh, yeah, we've I've owned like one of the first manufactured winches. So I don't know. I just kind of diehard wakeboard fan and have done as much as I can to to try every aspect of the sport. Um, so when were you able to first get up on a wakeboard? At what age? Oh man, um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, that I got up on skis when I was like five or six. My parents think that that they don't really recall what age, uh, but I think five or six. Um, what's crazy to me about wakeboarding is that it was kind of like invented in my lifetime. And yeah. like, that doesn't sound that crazy, but when you like compare it to like baseball or football, like sports that have been around for hundreds of yeah, years, generations. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Uh, but wakeboarding was created when I was like, I think like 10, 11, um, but it didn't really kind of make it to the Midwest until I was like 13. So I got on a like a full twin tip wakeboard when I was 13. I got up on a Conley stick, which was like a unidirectional surfboard uh, with sandal bindings. Oh, wow. Uh, with a big old surfboard fin. <clears throat> I got up on that when I was like maybe 11 or something, 11 or 12, um, which is actually really interesting because it kind of shaped my wakeboard career. <laughs> What do you mean? uh, So that board was unidirectional and it had sandal bindings instead of like full boots or or whatever. Um, So you just kind of like slipped your foot in, but it was set up for right foot forward. And so we just Uh, were forced to learn to do right foot forward. We didn't know really. I don't think we really knew. I'm sure you could change it to left foot forward. We didn't know how. We didn't want to. I don't know. It was somebody else's board. Which is unnatural or goofy, right? uh, Yeah, goofy. And so, so, which is strange that that board would be, I don't know. It was actually called a Conley stick. I, I I remember who had it. But anyway, so I do everything else left foot forward, but everything on the water I do right foot forward. Yeah. 
which really throws me off for wake skating and wake surfing. Like I do want to do skateboard tricks left foot forward and wakeboard tricks. Oh, that's right crazy. Forward. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. But that kind of, you know, gets you better at at uh at doing, you know, tricks <laughs> you overall, think? doesn't it? <laughs> You'd think yeah. it would help you get better at doing some <laughs> regular in switch, but no, like I can do a three shove left foot forward but not right foot forward. Yeah. I mean, uh, wakeboarding is so hard to do to begin with, just to ride on that board on top of the yeah. water and to have control and the, the, the strength to, to do that is just, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like, uh, it's just it's some it's a different feeling, you know. It's something that a lot not a lot of people do because you have to be on top of the water. You know, it is kind of expensive to get into wakeboarding because you have to have a boat or a cable park near you. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's cool. Like, I love it. It's you know when you go out and you do something new every time, you know, and it kind of shapes the way that I live my life. I, you know. I built oh yeah park. it's such it's such a huge culture like still right like do you think uh, like how is wakeboarding um you know popularity gone uh like in the last you know few years or 10 years or or however like do you think like because i feel like at one point like wakeboarding was like just skyrocketing you saw it on the x games you saw it you know doing you know everything and then then it kind of like seemed to plateau maybe a little bit as as like the winching came out and the in the in the parks and then it was kind of like all these different directions that it was going like how do, how do you think uh you know the the sport itself is like handling that i don't know it's a very interesting sport because um it, it does have especially in the u.s it has a very high price of entry um mm-hmm. You know, and that's I guess that's for the diehards. You can get up on any on any kind of boat or even like a tinny, like a fishing boat. But to get like the best wakeboard boat now, it's over a hundred thousand dollars, right? And so that's insane. I don't know, there's, yeah, it's been very interesting to see how wakeboarding has come and grown. Um, I don't know. Cable parks are very interesting because it opens up the doors to a lot of people. You can get on the water for 25 bucks or something. Yeah, it definitely makes it more affordable and more accessible. But to get those parks going is really, really hard, too. So it's... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. And now there's a big old thing with board... uh, I'm sorry, wakeboard boats where, like, surf waves and wakeboard boats waves are getting so big. Or the wakes, sorry. And so people are starting to ban like wake enhancing devices or wake enhancing boats, and because it da- like, damages the the lake shores and docks, right? Yeah, I mean that's what they're claiming. Uh, I don't know, it's but a, but really, it's just a bunch of old people out there going, those kids." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see both sides. Like for my, what I'm going to argue is that like you know the the seawalls and stuff that are getting damaged are bad designs seawalls are terrible designs for lakes they create a ton of bounce backs you should really mm-hmm. line your shores with rocks a lot of the seawalls that are made like lake st louis for instance there's mm-hmm. a lot of retaining walls and you know yeah. you have to replace retaining walls in your yard every 10 years or so let alone yeah. on the waterfront um so they're damaging docks that are pretty old um yes they're not helping they're pretty large but I don't know. And then, you know, cable parks are green because there's no pollutants or gas going into the lake. So, I don't know. I could kind of see both sides. Um, but, I don't know. I like I like, I like to see uh, cable parks keep continuing to grow in the U.S. and possibly north of Texas and Florida. Because <laughs> uh, that's where the most of them are, right? Yeah, that's kind of like the hodgepodge. There's like eight in Texas and ten in Florida or nine in Florida. 
Yeah. And so uh, I'd like to see that area grow because what I love about going to different wake parks is that you meet a community. You meet people that love to do what you love to do. and You hang out. You make friends. Like I have friends all over the U.S. Actually, all over the world. All over the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, like you just went to Aust- Australia not that long ago, right? Yeah, I was there. I guess I was we're in May now. So I guess I was there just over a year ago. Uh, but yeah, like I, I fell in love with the community at the park I was living at and like I became kind of a figure there and like kids would yell my name, run around the park. And like, I was just, it was cool to hang out with people every day that love what you love. And that's what I would love to create here. And I try to do that in my backyard, but it's just not, yeah. you know, public. So it's a totally, right, right. totally different. Yeah. But in, insurance is a, is a little bit of a sticky situation there, right? Getting all the people to sign waivers yeah. and, and I wouldn't uh, say the insurance is, is really the hard part. It's more, uh, it's a pretty expensive, uh, you know, startup cost. Um, what I've tried to do is find like a County park to go into. And in Missouri, it's such kind of a foreign concept that people don't really want to dive into such a foreign concept. that's going to eat up uh, eight acres of one of their County parks. Yeah. So kind of convincing people to do that is tough. Um, aqua parks are kind of turning the, the, the angle on that a bit because it's a lot, um, the entry level in Aqua Park is zero. Like anybody that's any athletic shape or size can jump on an Aqua Park. And right. uh, Cable Parks, you know, you kind of had to be somewhat athletic to be able to get up. But <clears throat> it opens the doors to uh, hopefully, you know, getting something going here in the Midwest. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Are you like uh, in cahoots with anybody trying to push a, a public park or? I mean, I've been working on a public park my whole life. <laughs> the Spills is kind of a, it's a stepping know, evil stepchild, if you yeah. will, of that. Uh, you know, I tried to get a public park here forever in different counties and cities. And then I went to the Philippines and fell in love with the two tower idea. And then thought maybe if I just built one, I could just show governments or counties kind of like what it is. And, um, you know, so we're in the right process. Uh, it's still just kind of a tough concept, and uh, yeah, like I'm how, definitely how looking for an aqua park location. That's kind of my goal right now because that's kind of yeah. a higher revenue, and that yeah. can kind of build you towards a, a cable park. But finding the right piece of property that's not too expensive that kind of has an existing body of water. I don't want to like build how, another lake. How, right. Like how how are you able to even do this in your backyard? Like get get permission? Like is it just <laughs> uh because it's your private property or no it's it was not an easy uh road by any means uh, i have like a whole <laughs> a whole rubber made container full of like paperwork there's i counted the other night there's over 50 i think it's over 75 but over 50 entities that i've had to like deal with whether they i hired them or like had to get a letter from them or a permit from them i'm still dealing with permit issues actually Wow. Um, yeah, I'm looking for a mechanical engineer. So if anybody's a mechanical engineer in Missouri, holler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it was definitely, uh, this is definitely like not how I thought, but there's another guy that did something similar and he jokes in a video that he wanted to go down, put his tower up and uh you know take an extension cord and plug his cable in and plug his water pump in and boom there we go and you know i didn't think it was going to be that easy but i didn't think it was going to be you know that hard not (laughs) opposite but like uh like i can't even tell you how opposite it's been it has been a (laughs) night and day up and down roller coaster i could not describe uh, my patience has been tested 
<laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Like just just you know from you know uh, knowing you and and being kind of in touch with you during this whole process. Like I yeah. can, I can give you definitely. a nightmare story. Uh, let's see, what's a good one? A good quick one. So like here's one of the one of the early problems was um, they wanted to put a fence. They wanted me to put a fence up around the entire deal. And their reasoning was that it was a a pool, and in their in the county guidelines that you know gotta for have a pool, pool you had to have a fence privacy. for kids and whatnot. Yeah, and I was like, so I looked up uh, a fence. If I was to dig it myself, just the materials alone was going to cost me like fifteen to twenty grand to Jesus. do. It's like I figured what it was, but it was like five thousand linear feet of fence or something crazy. Um, and so I was like, like that's nuts. That's like that puts me out <laughs> over budget. Uh, and so I ended up like, there was actually a pond here existing and I ended up writing this big old letter and turned it back in and they, um, somehow I get, it got to the lawyers and they came back and said, it's not a pool. He doesn't need a fence. It's got natural borders, no big deal. And I was like, Whoo. and they gave me my money back, which was even more shocking because wow, the county, nice. the county does not do that, but nice. Uh, wow. But, and that's just like, man, maybe one of a hundred battles like there's been so many battles but it's yeah. a learning process that you know like i commend any project manager of any construction site because every construction has problems but absolutely uh, i'm That's... definitely a patient person and I, it's paid off for sure and uh i just want to do a little uh flashback here because like right around like when i first met you through oh, kyle God. i know you were going. <laughs> <laughs> you had i had I, this is probably when the idea first came to you and you're like well let's do it in this backyard <laughs> yeah it's you crazy you dug out that huge pit in your backyard over there in st charles <laughs> yeah i mean my house hunting has literally been like contingent on building a, a setup big enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, I remember there was like a uh when that when we were looking for that place we want it was like winching was brand new we wanted to build a setup and we measured it out and we walked it out and we looked up the county guidelines and we're like yeah we can do this and we called we actually called that park the struggle <laughs> and we like literally only got to ride that for like two days or something but same thing here when i was looking for this place I, w- I definitely wanted to do a 2.0 system, not a 2.0, a two-tower system, um, <clears throat> which is the cable system. And I remember the offer I made on this house and property was contingent on soil tests down there to make sure that the, the land could hold water. And the, the realtors and the and the people that own the place were like, what? Like, <laughs> you want to do heard of? You want to do soil tests on contingent on the <laughs> offer? Wait, <This> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the struggle, man, yeah, those were... Uh, those were some, I have a I have a photo that I could probably share with you. I was gonna say, do you do you have like video too, like of of, us, oh, of stuff being done? I don't know if I have video, but I definitely have pictures. Um, I don't even know if there was video of us hitting that. We were literally only hit it for one day. I have a photo <laughs> hanging in my office of it. Actually. And how many how many like months did you spend digging it out and oh. setting it up? I mean, oh Kyle, remember Kyle building that wall? Like Kyle built oh, this yeah. wall to build the spillway, which was like he over engineered that thing. Uh, <laughs> but he spent days down there in that hole. 
uh it took us forever and like we didn't know how to make things level like the ponds weren't level they were like it was like a 10 foot drop or something it was so and weird. how old are you at this point like we were, we were like what about 20... the house and i was 21 so it was yeah. probably like 23 <laughs> by the time we finished it <laughs> that shit was crazy that's what like is always blown me away about you is like you are like a warrior with your ideas like you just oh. completely it's me in trouble through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but i'm dude, a big picture like, thinker man like like yeah, I, I, yeah, I set my goals high and uh, I don't know. It's I remember like my but my cousin had a boat he named never enough or not enough or something. And I get that feeling because like now I even stare out here now. I'm like, what can I do next? What can I do next? Like, yeah, oh, what yeah. can I do to make this better? Or like, I don't know. It's like I'm ripping apart my RV right now and I keep going farther and farther. I'm like, what else can I do? What else can I do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So I'm just jumping in on this RV mission of yours. Tell us about that. Oh, okay. So it's kind of been, I'm not really sure where I'm at with it right now, but so I, obviously I've said, I love, uh, going to these wake parks and in the U S I believe my, I think, I think my count was off, but I think there's 31 full size cable parks in the U S uh, all over California, Texas, Florida, Carolinas, uh, all over. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to all the parks in one year was my goal for, for 2020 um i have i think nine or ten under my belt right now uh but covid uh covid19 happened and so my plans kind of changed and my jobs changed uh clearly i'm in halt on my jobs or are paused or who knows what's going to happen with mlb right now um nobody's going to be in the stands (laughs) i don't think they're even going to play at home though but they're gonna yeah oh really yeah okay well we'll get into that but anyway (laughs) so i think uh so i tried to you know, I'm trying to go to all the parks. Uh, I, I kind of re not really sure what I'm going to do with that now because I was supposed to go to some of the parks in March and April, but they were closed due to the, to the virus. Uh, so now I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I have an RV and I found some mold in it. So I'm kind of ripping it apart, uh, accidentally on purpose. Uh, but I've been, I spent 30 days at Valdosta wake park and I think I'm gonna go back there for another couple weeks or so. Uh, until we have a group coming up here to do some wake skating. Um, but yeah, just trying to travel around and hit some parks. I was trying to do that, you know, off of baseball, but uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen yet. I'll definitely go to a few, but I'm not going to go to probably all of them, I don't think. And uh, you're, are you documenting your journey and uh, and kind of putting that out, out there? Uh, honestly, I, I thought about that. I just didn't want to put pressure on it. I'm trying to... What I was trying to do is get an aerial shot of each park and put it on my Instagram. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm no pro. I'm not trying to like stack clips or anything. Uh, I am doing some filming of other riders, and I did do a little bit of filming at V-Dub and put a little edit to there on my Instagram. Uh, but uh, now nah, I'm just trying to enjoy it. Like I'm just trying to meet the people, meet the owners. Uh, you know, hopefully I can f- find out if somebody had the same issues that I had, and maybe we can find a solution. Was kind of my goal. But I kind of figured out after my Florida trip that that's not really going to happen. <laughs> it's so different in every state. But um, I don't know. It's just cool to meet these communities and see how these parks are doing and just check out how they run. And everybody has different ideas. And they don't really talk to each other, which is pretty interesting. And so it's kind of good to, to share the ideas I found out from other parks and see what other people are doing. And and some of these parks, man, that are brand new are putting millions and millions of dollars into it. And it's 
it's crazy. Wow. And then you have these homemade parks that haven't put a whole lot of money into it and they're doing incredibly well as, as well. So there's, is there, is there anybody else doing it like you, like, like building these parks in their backyards? Do you ever find private parks like, like uh, you? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a few, there's not a whole lot. Um, nothing as suburban as mine is. Uh, there's a, there's a couple in Texas. There's a couple in Florida. Um, there's some hidden here and there. Uh, there's one in actually over in Kansas, the Kansas side of Missouri. Uh, and then, uh, one over, they're kind of scattered around like Northeast. There's one as well called Jiptopia. That's kind of super private, but, uh, nothing much. I think they're going to come more popular eventually. Uh, hopefully maybe I'm setting a bar, but, um, it's just so foreign, like even just struggling because it's all German manufactured and people are just uh, kind of like, they're just like, you want to do what? Even people <laughs> drive by, they like scream out their window like, what is this? <laughs> like they, they don't know what to think. Yeah, people oh stop God. and like almost wreck their car. Like they don't know, they don't understand it. Like, and some people just sit there and watch forever. Like it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, you know, getting our sport out there. People never, most people are like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, or they were like, I live right around the corner. I had no idea right. this was here. Because you're, you're, you have this thing situated right alongside like the road uh, that that comes up uh, down through your house, like or, you know, around your house or whatever. Yeah, I'm like penciled and, between like a railroad and a and a public road, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So there's a lot of drive by traffic, and it comes right. when you come around this turn, and it kind of hits you in the face, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> It's like what are the, did that look? It looks like a ramp in there. What is that? Is this a zip line? <laughs> <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. I bet you get that a lot. Yeah, because it, you know, yeah. It's like back in the day when when towers came out on boats, people used to like hit us the boat ramp and they'd be like, "Yeah, was that a gun rack on your roll cage?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, people think it's like a water testing thing, or they thought it was helping like the flood. I don't know. People think all kinds of crazy stuff. The government. It's the government. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's like the trend right now. It's the government. Blame the government. <laughs> that's where they're brewing that coronavirus down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we all say like all the all the nasty winch places we've been in. We're we're definitely immune to corona. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, I would drink the water out of the creek behind my house. I'm definitely. Oh. <laughs> you may have something else, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, as uh, as far as like uh, professional wakeboarders and wake skaters, have you had anybody uh, uh, come out to and visit you and check out the park? Yeah, uh, we've had a few pros out here. We've had Courtney Angus, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, she's Australian. She's the one that got me to go back to Australia. She came out and shredded her face off a bunch last summer, or two summers ago, I guess. Um, we've had Angelica Schreiber. She's on a bunch of lessons out here, which she's great with the kids and working with adults, too. And uh, She just like lives a full lifestyle of wakeboarding and uh, it's really cool to see her work with kids and, and to help her, you know, that's that's how she's making a living. So to be able to help her out is cool. And then we went up to West Rock in Chicago and rode. Uh, we had a bunch of pro wake skaters here as well. Ty Morlank, he's from Kansas City. He came out for like a week and stayed. And then a bunch of pro females came out last fall. Uh, the Wake Babes, you can check them out at, at on Instagram, at the Wake Babes. They came out and 
hung out for a weekend and kind of had a girls weekend and i got to like tag along and be a girl <laughs> uh, it was lovely actually i bet it was they're, terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great i mean they're all like you know grown adults and you know have their own lives going on but it was just a fun like weekend and you know it wasn't serious about like filming or riding it was just kind of hanging out and just making friends and uh you know we had a blast uh we did make some great clips i put a little video together of them too but uh those girls are great man like they love wake skating and like i, I like all the clips that i have of, my, of me filming like i'm in the background like yeah like just sharing the stoke <laughs> and like uh they're just a blast to be around and um uh hopefully they're gonna be back soon and um i'm hoping to get a group of guys out here soon to to, to put some real big tricks down that have never been done here um so i'm pretty excited about that uh it's in the works we'll see if that happens this summer hopefully gonna be busting out some 900s uh no on the wakes gonna be a group of wake skaters uh so there'll be some like kickflip and rail transfers and stuff it'll be it'll be sweet some stuff that you never thought could be done on the water yeah and because like a lot of the uh the tricks are very uh similar to skateboarding right i mean it's basically yeah it's like very tricks it's like street league kind of like, you know, they hit, they're hitting the drop. So they're, these guys are doing like uh three sixty flips, uh, tray flips, front side flips, backside flips, uh, all that switch as well. Like it's nuts. Grape flips, which is just crazy. Like it's the board control. These guys have is just insane. I can't even, I can barely do a kickflip uh, up the spillway. And these guys like do them off of rails and onto rails. And it's just mind boggling. Wow. How's the uh, the board technology progressed over the years? Uh, on wake skating or wakeboarding? Uh, just on uh, wake skating, because Wakes. I feel like that's that's <laughs> more you know technical as because of you're not strapped to it, you know. Yeah, so I, uh, obviously we started with wakeboards. We you know we used to just like either put like a foam like uh, grip on the top of a wakeboard or a grip tape, uh, just stick onto an old wakeboard or something. So wakeboards, our wake skates started off super long and kind of, you know, weird shaped. And uh, then we started shortening them and kind of concaving them. Um, but they were still really light because that's the way that wakeboards were going. And so they've kind of figured out finally that we needed a heavier board uh, if we we're going to do tricks in the air as far as like flip tricks and shove it tricks. Otherwise, the wind or whatever would just take it. Or you're going 23 miles an hour or so, you know, when you hit a kicker or wake. So the wind would just take it. So they started adding weight into the like compression molded boards. I remember like one board was like, I remember it was like a huge deal. They're like, oh, we weighted the tip and tail this year on this model. <laughs> and then this other model had a, a weight down the center so that it would be better if you kickflip, you know, that the rotation would be good. And like, wow. it's just kind of crazy. And um, then there was like a bi-level skate that's still popular that Reed rides. It's like 23 pounds, I think. It's heavy. It's wow. Uh, but most of the decks are, um, you know, 39 to 41 inches long. Um, I'd say just over a foot wide and concave and you ride it very skateboard friendly. So like very heavy, like back foot all the way against the tail and your front foot back just a little bit off the kick. So it's, it's very, are you, are you riding, uh, at, at 23 on the, on the cables or is that just behind the boat? <clears throat> I'd say like 19 average, but when you're edging, you know, you're picking up speed. So you're about going 21, 22. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, it's crazy the the speed as you adjust, even by half of a half a mile an hour, 
you can tell the like the different softness of the water for your pop. So some people like to ride really slow because they just feel like they can get better pop because the softness of the water. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And how deep how deep is uh is your pond? Or hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pond's pretty shallow. It's like when it's deep and full, which it is right now, it's uh like four feet deep. It's like chest height. Um, but I have I do have some water issues at times because I fight evaporation pretty hard, so it can get pretty shallow pretty quick. But uh, if you're kind of an advanced rider, you're just like skateboarding, you learn how to fall. Uh, so you kind of learn how to fall to the small of your back and just take the falls in the shallow water. So you're not like hand planting or. Oh my god, I learned how to fall so well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's half the battle, really. You take a you get a strong <laughs> <Yeah>. neck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why my back's crooked is being pulled on behind Kyle's boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You take a lot of hard falls in this sport. That's for sure. Like the whole CTE side of things would be super interesting, but I don't think that our, our sport's big enough to get that study done. Yeah. There, are there any uh, kind of competitions and stuff uh, going on that you, uh, that you keep track of or. Um, there's not a whole lot that I'm I'm big into the cable side of things. I've competed and I just competed at Boardstock when I was in Australia and uh, Pro Wake Skate. <laughs> I got whomped. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was a blast and I got to like ride with some of my like idols, so that was cool. Um but uh I like to follow the cable side of things a lot. Uh wake skating, there's no contest currently. We're working on something um between some of the private parks. Um, the pro side, there's a liquid force tour, but it's a board sponsor. So you get kind of a scripted, uh, amount of riders that ride for that company. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's not really a full contest cause the hyperlight riders don't come ride cause it's not their sponsor cause their company's not going to pay for them to go ride that tour. But, know. um, and then there's the IWFF or IWWF or something like that. That's more Olympic based and we're trying to get rolling in the Olympics and that's cable heavy. Um, it's pretty cool. It's not super heavy in the U S right now, but it's in the works. Um, so which do you think would make it into the Olympics first wake skating or wakeboarding? Oh, wakeboarding for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't, that's not really like on my agenda i i don't know a contest isn't really a huge thing in my life i i like visiting the parks and creating communities if a contest wants to get live streamed hey i'm totally totally involved there uh, you go. but i don't know contests are fun it's just i spent so much time like traveling to contests like growing up as a high schooler and junior high and we drive so far and like i don't know you're in this like contest mindset all day i was still pretty laid back and goofy but like you're still like nervous and you're, you know, you're, you're still like competing against people. Yeah, you're not being super yeah. friendly. So going to the parks is like way better and it's way more, yeah. it's better for your life and your health. Yeah. It's more of a, you know, it's a culture. It's you guys, you know, all doing this, this thing together. It's, you know, bringing you guys together and obviously you're making friends around the world and, and doing so much good for the, I mean, so, uh, back to the park, like, are, are you able to, cause you mentioned, you know, helping the kids, like, do you give uh, kids lessons out there? And like, is that something that you can, uh, talk about? 
Um, no, I can't talk about that. No. <laughs> uh, I don't I mean, know about the insurance. <laughs> anybody listening from the county, please turn your radios <laughs> off now. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. <laughs> uh, technically, no. I'm not supposed. To. I actually had to write a notarized letter saying that I would not give lessons in exchange for money, and and then a deed restriction in case I ever sold the house uh, that the following owner couldn't do it as well. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah. we do do lessons. Um, charge dollar a minute now is kind of my new deal. So if somebody wants to come out, provides all the gear, and uh, <clears throat> that way if they if they have their own gear, it's still a dollar a minute. Uh, just because if it's a pro or whatever that wants to come in in session, just pays for my time and the cable time, and makes sense. Uh, and I'm a great coach, actually. I don't like to like toot my <laughs> own horn, but I've never failed getting anybody toot, up. Toot. And uh, yeah, but but excuse me while I toot too. Uh, <laughs> But no, like I, I don't. It's kind of one of those things. I, I've loved the sport, and I've watched everybody do every trick I can. I can teach you, even though I can't do it. Uh, I taught <laughs> this kid like eight inverts two summers ago, and in, in like a month, um, oh, wow. I, can't, I can't do any of them. <laughs> but I, wow. I, I I use video, and I just like help him figure out what he's doing wrong. And um, I've listened to a lot. I've sat in the boat for a lot of lessons uh, as a as a pro shop manager or just a boat driver or what have you. And, I don't know. I just picked up on it and uh, I can just watch what people do and figure out what they're doing wrong and make adjustments and help them learn. So I have a lot of fun doing that and spreading the sport, like you were saying, is a huge part of it. Our sport is small and what we can do to grow it um, and keep people buying boards and going to the parks and buying boats and everything we can do to help that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Are you... Are you working with uh, any sponsors or anything to, to <laughs> kind of, you know, help in I that wish. Manner? sponsor me video uh no i mean i have i have some help of course um i I have an event that i do every year that i'm sure you want to talk about um but uh i i definitely have some help with state of mind water sports they've kind of been a i don't know like a lifetime sponsor if you will i help them at boat shows and different events driving in in lessons like i was saying and because they're here um, locally, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're in Hazelwood. Uh, they're in Hazelwood and now like the Ozarks as well as part of Iguana Marine Group. Um, but they can sell to like a crop. We do lessons in KC and I pretty much volunteer my time for that because they help me out with gear and, and stuff here at the spills. And <clears throat> um, they've helped me out for a long time just, just with pro shop stuff and with our boats and whatnot. So they're great people there. And it actually, that's my first job ever was at State of Mind. So yeah. Um, we've always had a good relationship and they're just good people. Uh, and then as far as, um, my parents are obviously a huge help. They kind of keep me mentally straight, (laughs) um, and, uh, focused and in the right direction and making, you know, they do kind of like give me checklists. Like my dad checks in on me like, Hey, did you get this done? Did you get this done? Cause it's overwhelming. And like, sometimes you just overlook things and, Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to have that help, and he comes out and helps me. I taught him how to mow with my big, my big old mower the other day, and he's like <laughs> behind this thing. It was funny. Um, is it a, is it a walk behind or one that you stand on? I have a, a the thing you can ride on behind it, but it's yeah. a big old walk behind. Yeah, I think it's called a silky or silky or something you can ride on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he, it's a it's intimidating. I think it'll will toss you around if you don't know what oh, you're yeah. doing. Uh, I mowed lawns for a few summers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you know what it's all about. That thing will break your ankles if you're not paying attention. Yeah, brush hogs, man. Those things are powerful. Like they just they just go. They'll they'll take. Gotta be careful. Yeah, there's a little. 
Yeah, you got a little bit of property to maintain out there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things you don't think about when you're like, oh, I want to build a cable park. Cause, like, there's, oh, you got to cut the grass every day. Like, <laughs> like every day, there's still something to be done. Even though when you think you're done, there's still something else to be cut. Uh, but there, you know, there's, there's, there's so much that goes into it. And then my friends help me out that want to come ride all the time. They help me with trimmers or small projects or moving stuff around or what have you. Um, and then I do an event, uh, that's now, uh, two years strong. It'll be, this will be the third year. It's at Halloween called spook fest, which is an awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super cool event. It's kind of like actually like kind of accidentally happened and developed into what it, it has, and uh i'm so excited for year three because like it just keeps growing and growing and like uh it's going in a direction that's so positive so what it it started as just me and a buddy sitting around like let's have a contest on the cable i'm like okay we'll call it spook fest because it's halloween like all right next thing we knew like three days later we had like 25 riders signed up and wow. like we're like, what are we? all right what all right let's do this so i booked a band like i booked uh a couple um a couple buddies of mine to like cook food and like we used all the money that people registered with to buy food and pay the band and there was like free food and all this stuff it was great and so then so cool as it all was coming together i was like man i really kind of wish that we did this for like a purpose and so um as like i thought about it and then like during the awards i kind of made an announcement and i said that i wanted next year's event which was last year uh, all the proceeds to go to my two cousins who have cerebral palsy and they're, uh, you know, they're, they spend their life in wheelchairs. So there's a lot of, you know, difficulties that come with that and, you know, extra That's costs. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted, and I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do something with wakeboarding that would go either towards what they, you know, towards them specifically, or to, if it gets so big that it goes towards cerebral palsy and, and helping, you know, that disease. Um, and so, we did that last year and we we raised 3000 bucks which we didn't really know what we were going to expect but we were like wow $3000 and so uh i was i was super pumped with that and uh it was because of company sponsors and just people individually buying t-shirts and uh making donations uh we had free foods people would just kind of toss money in for food and uh it was a great day when it's, it's been, so cool yeah, it's been great, man. We've had amazing weather because it's like you know October. Yeah, October twenty something, you know, right? Or whatever. So it it's been be hit and miss. in the seventies both time, um, That's and it's so been cool. incredible. Uh, it, let's it, the last year it rained all day Saturday, and it's a Sunday before Halloween every year. And last year it rained all day Saturday, and I was like, man, my yard's gonna be destroyed. And then Sunday uh, morning the sun came out and just blasted everything, and man, it was great all day. We uh, had. We had two I, people I regret come in and play down there too. Yeah, you got to come this year, and um, you know we've had people wear contests, and like uh, we're talking about doing like maybe a trunk or treat or a character artist or like we had a couple music artists playing. We had a girl playing acoustic guitar all morning. Uh, it was awesome, the, man. It's just such a fun day, and the wakeboarding yeah. is literally like ten feet away from you. It's the best right? like visual you'll ever have watching wakeboarding possible. It's so fun. And it's like, it's yeah. tailgating. Everybody lines up along the lake and they're, you know, just partying out of their trunks and you're so close to the action and it's, and it's such positive vibes. It's so good. Like you got to make it out. Dude, you are amazing. What what is the, <laughs> the, the foundation? Is there a name for the foundation that you guys are charitying to? Uh, no. So right now, you know, since it's not huge, we're just trying to help out my cousins. 
so last year the money that we raised went to two projects. One was to help them uh, put in a um, sorry, I, I haven't seen this personally. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's to help them put in a. They already put it in. They installed like a button that opens the door, uh, the back door inside the garage. So they have like a key code on their wheelchair that opens the garage, and they have a ramp. And now with our the money that we raised, they have a button that opens the the door inside the garage that takes you into the house. Um, and then also that family, owned, they're huge water sports fans, uh, and they have a river house they just bought. And so the rest of the money went towards building a uh, ramp up to their deck at the river home and i don't know if if this is if you guys are from st louis but floods here are pretty high and so this deck is like i don't know two stories up or something and they're building this huge ramp up to the deck uh to make it wheelchair accessible they're usually built on stilts you know the lower level isn't even anything yeah so it's like 10 feet up there and then they're building this huge ramp because other right right now they're carrying the kids two and it's two kids that are now eight 18 i believe um and so you know they're full-grown adults and they're carrying them up a huge flight of stairs and so yeah this is just awesome to see that our money's going towards this and um i can't tell you how thankful they've been like they've been so great like it it brings tears to me because like uh they just text me out of the blue every once in a while and they're like hey uh i just want to thank like we just want to thank you like nobody reaches out to help us out like you have and it's such a cool thing to do. And we're like, I'm like, there's more coming. Like, let's just wait till next year. What are we going to do next year? Like, what if we Dude. raise 10 grand? What are we going to do? Like, like how, how are we going to help the kids or help the boys? And, uh, you know, I think eventually it's going to grow to a point where, uh, you know, the, the boys will probably take a small part just to help with their, you know, yearly costs or what have you. But I'm hoping eventually it grows to a point where we can help, um, you know, some kind of cerebral palsy. Yeah. Uh, group of some kind i don't I, foundation I know, to yeah, get some help, kind of help foundation more. yeah it's it's this is fucking amazing man or get kids on the water <laughs> even you know that would be great too that'd be awesome Dude, that is like you are the spokesperson for for wake skating man you are, you are <laughs> i don't know about this, that but uh, this i like love never... i just love the sport and like it's really changed my life uh you know like if you look at my house like my house is designed around wake skating and wakeboarding and the way that I talk, the way that I dress is it's really, you know, d- developed who I am. And what's cool about our sport, and this is a quote I'm, I'm stealing and paraphrasing, is that you can't do our sport alone. Like you have to have somebody else, you know, to either drive the boat or drive the mm-hmm. cable or, or pull you or, or, or drive the jet ski. So you're always doing it with family or friends. And so we're all kind of heavily indebted to somebody. For me, it's my dad or or my buddy that, you know, pulled me on the jet ski mic, um, you know, we're all heavily indebted to somebody that did thousands. Like when I was learning a shove it, I probably did a thousand tries, dude. My, that was behind the boat. Like my poor dad <laughs> did so many laps on that thing. Just him How sitting there. Gas? Oh, <laughs> all the gas. That poor soul. Yes. <laughs> it was like the other day I was working with him on a project here and like, I was just crabby and getting annoyed. I don't really, I don't know. We get annoyed with each other when we, or I get annoyed with him, I guess, when we work on like a, like a, neither of us are handy by any means. And so we, when the both of us get together on like a dock project, we're like button heads, but he's like, are you just crabby today and whatever. And so then I started riding and he was driving bad and uh, he apologized for driving bad. And I was like, you know what? I was like, of all the turnarounds that you did when I was learning to shove it, I think I can forgive a few like, you know, hard yanks getting out of the water or what have right. you. 
but um, <laughs> that's what's cool about our sport though is that you know we do it together and um you know it's given me some of the best friends in my life and it's made my relationship with my parents super amazing like my mom is one of my closest friends i go to her with any you know girl issue or or uh, you know any personal problem i have um same with my dad like he's always there for me he he supports me with my you know financials helps me guide me in the right direction so that i can afford to do a wakeboard park in my backyard and and he's guided me on that since I was 16 and, you know, I bought a truck and I made payments and got good credit and they've just been such great role models in my life. And I wouldn't be able to do this project without them, you know, financially at times, without them just being supportive verbally at times. And, you know, sometimes just having somebody to put, eye, you know, put a second eyes on something and, mm-hmm. you know, it was actually kind of funny the... I think I was just maybe so uh, ignorant, I guess, to this whole project that at one point the guy that that came to help us install the cable, he stayed with us for like a week and he just kind of like, you know, fell into our family, which kind of happens with anybody that spends a weekend with us. But but, uh, he was sitting here and he's like, he's like, you have like major issues with your project. And, And I was like, yeah, I know it's just... And kind of another bump in the road kind of attitude. And he was like, you know, you need to like stand up. And he's like, you need to tell the person that you hired to do this, that they didn't do it right. And, you know, we finally kind of looked at each other, me and my dad, and we were like, you know, he's right. Like we, <laughs> we paid a lot of money to these people to do this job and Hell yeah, man. and they failed in right. like two designs. So it's, it's, it's having, you know, those, those good relationships and that good attitude that gets you to people like Josh to help point us out and, you know, creating positive and real relationships is what, what makes, what makes life great. And so I, yeah, I find that a lot in our sport and it's cool. Cause like we all, you know, I think everybody searches for a passion in their life and we've all kind of found, found ours of wakeboarding and we can kind of group together and, and, uh, you know, toss the handle to them and trust them because it, it, that's another thing is like when Mike is driving you on the jet ski, you got to trust that that dude's not going to, full full throttle it and drive you 60 miles an hour down the river you know you put a lot of trust <laughs> in those people because when you're young and dumb and you're on a jet ski you never know what's going to happen and you you know we never had to make that deal it was just kind of that mental thing like you're not going to mess trust. with me i'm not going to yeah. mess with you and um you know it's it's cool wakeboarding's brought me a lot of great people and a lot of good times hell yeah man dude especially it's- you like i've met you through wakeboarding <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> Yeah, wait, wakeboarding. Yeah, at, at like, and, you know, early on, you know, being friends with, you know, Kyle, who was so passionate about it, too. Like, and that's, you know, what what drew me it, it is, it's it's what drew me to do what what, you know, the stuff with exists is like, I have all these friends that are so passionate about these things. I'm like, there's something, you know, there, there's a story there, there's a life there that needs to be talked about, especially sure. here in the Midwest where, where things like this can just come and go, you know? And it's like, if you lose it, if you, if you don't, you know, have somebody there to tell that story, you know, it's just like, these things could be, you know, dust in the wind before. Oh shit. Uh, that's just my phone dying. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I lost it. No. Um, all right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, the importance to, to, to find these things, these, you know, 
that that exist out here like is is unbelievable your story is is really unbelievable you you've you know made so many connections and helped so many people you know through the sport and it's just been right here in the midwest hiding this whole time yeah you know like i don't really feel like my impact has been that large um you know, there's definitely things think it's definitely bigger than I think, because I don't think that anybody in this state, I mean, it's, it's tougher now to say this, but I remember at one point, like if you wakeboarded and you lived in Missouri, I pretty much knew who you were. Yeah. And if you didn't, if you, if you didn't know who you, who you were, then you, I don't know, you were doing it wrong, I guess. But, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, just from doing the contests and doing boat shows and like, I've just met so many people and, um, man, I don't know where oh I would God. be without wakeboarding. Like. Dude, was, were you there? Were you there question. at uh, Hidden Valley when they did the uh, the yes. rail jam? <laughs> yeah, there's a YouTube video that I made that's out there. It's called the Scion Open, and we like, so, yeah, yeah. I didn't even go there like planning to make a video. I don't think, but um, they like lit the rail on fire, and yeah, I was like right <laughs> up was... in the action, man. It was crazy. Yeah, they had like the boarders were wearing dry suits like the, the rail was on fire yeah, it's Dave freezing. fell in the water uh, <laughs> oh yeah they like dug the 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 ponds if you will out of the snow basically out of the snow yeah. base and just filled them with water and tarps and stuff and uh put the rail in the middle and it was fun it was a good time they yeah, did like a kc cool. stop and a st louis stop i think and yeah people were or, fired up about it but man it was i'm glad i did not there's so many like events that those, were like that that i was like mm, this is sketchy i should probably not right? do this and i'm like because that was like a thing for a while or like those rail jams like that was like you know these contests happening at the at the parks and at different events and stuff like that yeah and being a wake skater like the setup's got to be i don't know maybe just in my mindset the setup's got to be pretty like easy if you will to like throw a skate on and hit a Right. sketchy setup um you know there was a, another one we did downtown at bush stadium like it was over concrete and it was like a 20-foot pool then a small like five-foot ledge and then like a huge incline or decline oh, into like who a 50-foot pool who was the girl that got hurt i remember this oh, taylor yeah taylor yeah. got hurt bad but that was so sketchy and i was kind of hurt i hurt my wrist winching over a flooded road or something and <laughs> um so i filmed that one too and put a little edit out uh but uh there was a lot of good pros there and but like i look back on it i'm like thank god i didn't like even with my skills that i have now i'm like i still wouldn't do that like there's no <laughs> way dude but, i would do anything kyle said like for some reason <laughs> he's just like all right we're gonna take this rope we're gonna wrap it around this tree we're gonna put the trampoline over <laughs> here we're gonna build this ramp up this way trust me it's gonna work <laughs> well we did some man you did some winch missions on the snow and you were always ripping on the snowboard <laughs> I, I i feel good on a snowboard i like to do that but you yeah, remember you like but you like we built that kicker over that bench and you like oh, oh my on the golf course yeah then we went back like the next day or a couple hours later it was just gone <laughs> yeah dude that yeah that's sick i mean i just love like you know that the action sports like the adrenaline you know flying through the air like that stuff is just like you know gets me like i don't i don't think like there's another feeling you know like that when it comes to to you know it's like a drug stuff yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know, I mean, we we just uh, took a trip out to Colorado uh, and and went snowboarding, and I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just thinking the other day about uh, going to Utah because I went to Utah with Kyle, and then like I flipped around and went, or no, I went, I went there twice in like 
went with you the second time because Kyle got hurt the first time, I think. They went like oh, twice yeah. in like a month or something. Yeah. And yeah, well, it was supposed to be us three. Yeah, it was supposed to be us three. And then, yeah, Kyle got hurt. He went out there ahead of us, I thought. And uh, I, I think was, I like, went out already... there twice, too. And like he got hurt with me on the first trip because we went. That's what it was. Yeah. And we stayed with somebody else or something. I don't know. And then we went back and stayed with your cousin or something, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Scott, he always talks about that trip, too. <laughs> like, when you bring a Bobby back? When you bring a Bobby back? <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, it's sad, though. He's not in Utah anymore. He's back in Michigan. <laughs> ah. When so, you go up there you know, and hit the water up there, the boat, like, the boat scene up there is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. These guys yeah, are crazy. They get like three months and they just go, they go ham. Yeah. Do you, so do you still uh, ride behind a boat? Do you still have a boat you uh, you go out on? Well, speaking of being old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the boat scene is like, man, it's really changed. Um, I haven't wake skated behind the boat in a long time. Uh, just going that, like you're, I typically go like 22 and a half behind the boat. And for whatever reason, the falls hurt a lot more. Um <laughs> And when you're, I don't know, when you're getting up there, like, it's just not worth it sometimes. So what I do is I slow the boat down to about 11 miles an hour and I grab a big old wake surfer and I surf, surf behind the boat. I love wake surfing and I'm, I feel like I'm pretty decent at it. I can do some three sixties and some shove and, uh, transfers and stuff. And so I like doing that. It's really mellow. The falls are super easy. And what's crazy is like the boat shops don't even sell wakeboards. All they sell is wake surfers now because anybody can do it i can teach that I, like when i do the lessons it's 90 percent wake surfing so the boat oh, scene, the boat scene yeah. <laughs> so yeah people just like to slow down and go 11 miles an hour and it's it's fun you know it's all the lessons i've been teaching are are wake surfing pretty much so it is what it is i guess yeah that's the boat scene but cables just so, seems a lot more fun you get so many more tries at a at a trick in in a shorter amount of time so i enjoy it i've been learning a lot faster and it so is the the surfing, uh, the wake, you know, the boat surfing, like, is that becoming a sport or is that just kind of an? No, activity? it's definitely its own discipline. It has its own tour. It has its own. <clears throat> I think it has like two tours actually, and uh, yeah, it has its own whole deal. That's where I think because boats are more, you know, shops are selling uh, more wake surfers, so boats are designing themselves heavy towards the wake surfing. So their exhaust has changed where the exhaust down fires into the water now or off the side. So you're not getting, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, wakeboard racks are made to hold surfers. Like they're they're making their boats so that they can be prime surfer me, surfing machines. But uh, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Hope your family's well. Um, and uh, come by again and talk wakeboarding anytime with me. And uh, we'll uh, end it here for the, for the podcast. Uh, and uh, I'll try to be doing episodes, like I said, every Monday. So stay tuned uh, next Monday. Um, and uh, I'll keep you guys posted on the Instagram as to our guests and, and what we're doing. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you later.